but um, anyway, they set out to stop them. Now, it may seem sometimes that the Lord is out to do harm, when in reality he's doing exactly what we need. You know, we need persecution. We need it. Uh, persecution is uh, it's not anything to be coveted, but we need it. We need it because it's during persecution that we grow the strongest, as the Apostle Paul has already said. <clears throat> persecution is not anything to be coveted, yet it is not to be shunned or lightly esteemed. The Bible states, Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all matter of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad for great is your reward in heaven. <clears throat> persecution is just like, I guess you could say it's like uh, uh, when, when the Lord chastises you. You know, if the Lord never chastises you, you're not one of his children. You know, if you can just do as you please and get by with it and nothing nothing ever happens, then there's a possibility you're not one of his His children. And so that's persecution is, is important in our life. Everything that sends our spiritual roots deeper uh, down into the will of God will make us more steadfast and fruitful for him. And here's a statement. Without persecution, we will be weak spiritually. When, when God doesn't persecute us or when we don't have persecution, you know, we, we live a pretty free and happy time right now. We really do. I mean, we can just about, I, it's sad to say, but people can just about do anything they want to do and get by with it nowadays. You know, I, I remember the time when uh, early in my ministry, of course, I've been, I've been pastoring for 50, going on 55 years, or soon will be 55 years, be going on 56 years before too long. And uh, a lot of things I've seen over the years. And one thing I have seen is that back when I first started pastoring, there was a lot of persecution. I really was. There was a lot of persecution. There was, uh, matter of fact, uh, uh, Rhonda knows what I'm talking about. We had a building that was tore down while we were gone. We 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 had a building, and we we had got the building ready. It didn't belong to us. It belonged to a lady that we leased the building off of, and and we had our church building, our church in that building, and. Uh, the lady, um, we left and went to Kentucky and stayed a couple of three, we stayed three or four days, I think. And we, when we came back, the building was gone. The top of the building was completely off. They tore the top of the building off, and, and they'd gone inside. We had chairs in there, and we had pulpit, and they had tore all of them up and throwed all of them. And, uh, and so... Uh, so I, I, I know, we know what that's like. We, we had that happen. That, that happened probably 30 years ago, 30-some years ago. And so uh, we, we know that's happened. I've, I've seen it too many times. I've been threatened. I was threatened one time that uh, some, some man was going to kill me. 
because of what I preach and what I stand for. But um, persecution is good for us, but we don't see much of it nowadays. We can do just about anything we want to do. Uh, I, I, I make persecution along with, uh, along with uh, uh, when God chastises us. You know, if God doesn't chastise you, you're not one of his. And I, I do believe if, if you're not persecuted for what you believe and what you stand for, you're probably not one of his either. And that's a sad thing. That's a sad thing to say in this day and time because people can do just about anything they want to do and get by with it. They can do. They can treat a church any way they want to treat it and get by with it. They can, they can, uh, they can come to church if they want to. They can stay home if they want to. That's, um, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> that's where we are now. Now, what is the nature of opposition? We talk about opposition. What's the nature of opposition? Yes, they sent their tantalizing errors of persecution toward Nehemiah and the workers on the wall. These people who were persecuting them never took a break. Day and night, day and night, they, those, those Jews were out there building, rebuilding the wall around that precious city of Jerusalem, and they were rebuilding Jerusalem. And they eventually got it to where they had set up the worship there. It, it had been 70 years since the wall had had been torn down and they went up to rebuild it and this is where the persecution came and the persecution the persecution came down on them just like one arrow right after another I mean they had to dodge them every, every way and, and so Nehemiah uh, sent, they sent their tantalizing arrows of persecution toward Nehemiah and the workers on the wall they never took a break at at, at hurling their arrows at them. I'm talking about the arrows of persecution. They did, day and night. They would when when one one of them go home to sleep, they would be a group would come back of, of these people and they would persecute those Jews. They probably wasn't. I, I don't know. I, I guess there was probably 15 or 20 of them down our building rebuilding that wall, and they were just they were just yelling out things. Uh, and in the end, they were telling, they said, well, it's not going to hold anything. First time, first time somebody steps on it, it's going to fall. Uh, and, uh, you know, when we were building this building here, uh, Brother Kendall Brantley and I were out here. We, we were digging. We were laying the foundation stones or, or, or blocks for this building. And there was two fellas came along. And they started sighting down the the uh, side over there, and one uh, and, and one of them said, uh, "Y'all got a little crook right there in a certain place," and uh, and and I was I was on that side over there. I was laying putting down concrete blocks, and Brother Kendall was down here on the end putting them down. And all I did, I asked the fellow, I said, "Are you saved?" 
he told that other fellow, he said, let's get out of here. And they didn't want to be told anything about the Lord. But they came up there, and they were, they, they were making uh, remarks about our, our foundation laying and such and, and, and our stone setting. And so all I did, I just said, are, are, you, are you all saved? And they took off. They jumped in their truck, and they took off. They wasn't about to do it, but, but here it was day and night. It, it was here, it was day and night. Uh, they, but they persevered, those Jews. They just didn't listen to them. They, uh, at, at, one, at one point, if you read this whole story, at one point they told them to come down from there. And, and, uh, and those Jews told them, said, we can't come down from there. They said, yes, you can come down from there. And they said, we can't come down from there. And they said, why can't you come down there? Because they said, God put us up here, and God's got to take us down. And, and that, was, uh, that was their answer to those that were yelling out, uh, pers- uh, persecuting them. That was their answer to that. They never took a break at hurling their arrows at them. It seemed that they had a quiver full of them. They, they just kept yelling, what do these feeble Jews? What do they think they're doing? They kept yelling, what do these feeble Jews? Yes, they, they were feeble in their number and in the eyes of their persecutors, but not in the presence of the Lord with them. The Lord sent, in, Lord sent what he wanted up there. He put them up on that wall to build that wall, and they were going to build it. And uh, they were going to build that wall back. And... Um, but uh, they, they kept, said, what, what, did, what do these feeble Jews? The, they say, will they fortify themselves? What are they going to do? Are they going, when they get built, they're going to stay in there and think that we can't tear it down? They, they think, are they going to fortify themselves in there and think they're safe? They're not going to be safe because we can, we can come in there anytime we want to. They, 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 they said, Will they sacrifice? <coughs> Will they sacrifice their time, their their, their wages, and, and such? Will the will they sacrifice? Yes, they'll sacrifice. Yes, they will. And uh, listen, folks, the Lord knows who are His. Yes, they will sacrifice. Yes, they will work until the calling of the Lord is finished. And that's the same way we are. We stay at some. Some people think that we're, ne- <coughs> we're never going to make it. <coughs> right here at Landmark Baptist Church, there's still people that think we're never going to make it. <coughs> we're going to. We're, we're going to be. Uh, oh, excuse me. Yes, they will work. And they'll work until they're finished. Solomon stated, Surely he scorneth the scorners, but he giveth grace unto the lowly. What a great blessing. Yeah, he scorns scorners, but he'll give grace to the lowly. That's what he said. The enemy will conspire against the child of God. Look at Nehemiah 4, verses 7 and 8. We, we read it to you there, but I want to reread it. But it came to pass, and here, here's all of them that was against them. But it came to pass that when Sanballat 
and Tobiah and the Arabians and the Amorites and the Ashtonites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were made up and that the breaches began to be stopped, then they were very wroth and conspired all of them. I like this. And conspired all of them together to come and, and to fight against Jerusalem and, and to hinder it. And so uh, that, that was their desire. They, they were going to stop them. They said, we're going to stop them. But they didn't. They built the wall. And not only did they build the wall, but they, re, they rebuilt the, the city of Jerusalem. They rebuilt the whole city. That's just like Brother Samaru was telling me this morning. He said, we, he said, we had to build this building just on trying to get labor here and there, every, just daily labor. And he said, I wasn't able to do much, but he said, we built the building. I know all of you that's got Facebook have seen the building. Beautiful building. They, they did a wonderful job. I told him, I said, y'all did a wonderful job on that building. If you, if you have on Facebook, uh, especially if you're on my Facebook, you'll see it, uh, the building that they built there in Trinidad. And it's a wonderful building. And, uh, and I said, the Lord really blessed you all. <clears throat> and I don't know if y'all know it or not, but our church paid for that building. And they got that building finished. We paid for that building. We, we sent them enough money. <coughs> he said it's going to take about $62,000 to build that building. And that's what we sent them. We sent them $62,000, and, and they built that building, <coughs> beautiful building. <coughs> the enemy will conspire against the child of God, <coughs> but in vain do the, <coughs> do the wicked stop the righteous. The enemy says, the enemy says they shall not know neither see until we come in the midst of them and slay them and cause them to cease. I mean, they were going to kill them. They said they won't understand. They won't understand what we're talking about until we come in there and start killing them. They're not going to understand what we're talking about. They shall not know. So let me tell you, let me tell you this. Here's my statement. God knew. God knew. God saw. God knew exactly what they're doing. He saw it was with him and not these feeble Jews, but with God who they shall contend. God says, come on. He says, come on on them. Come on. I, I can show you what I can do. And, uh, and so he, God knew, and God, God saw. He, he, knew, he knew what was going on, just like in your life today. You know, we, we don't know what it means to be persecuted for what we do. We don't know what it means. You know, I really believe, and I'm going to tell you, I may not be living to see it, but I believe the day is going to come when they're going to come through that door right there and they're going to, they're going to try to shut us down. I think that day is going to come because I want to tell you, more and more churches are scared to death to do anything that, this day and time because they're scared of what's going to happen to them. And um, 
I asked somebody one time, I said, uh, they, they had this fellow over in Buford, South Carolina. He was preaching on the street over there. And the, and the law took him and put him in jail for preaching on the street. And uh, somebody said here, I said, what do y'all think about that? They said, well, he shouldn't be out there preaching. I said, why shouldn't he be out there preaching? I said, y'all don't realize that your pastor used to preach off of the steps of the courthouse in a city up there in Kentucky. I used to, every Saturday morning, I'd go down and stand on the, the, the one of the wall, uh, one of the, where they had the big, the big pier, the, whatever they call those things. They had them sitting there, and they had a big piece of concrete down there, probably as big as this up here. And I'd stand on the edge of that and preach every Saturday morning. And they'd be sometimes 25, 30 people be stopping there all, all along or when I was preaching. And uh, and they, they, never, they never said a word to me about it. And, and, but that preacher over there in South Carolina, in Buford, South Carolina, he was preaching on the street. And they took and put him in jail. So I asked somebody here, I said, well, what if I went out here and preached on the street? start preaching on the street and they put me in jail, what would you do? They told me, they said, we'd leave you there because you don't need to be out there preaching. See, that, that's the attitude we have today. The attitude we have today is we're crazy if you do things that, uh, that people don't like. And I tell you, if you preach a gospel, people don't like that. They don't like to be told that they're going to die and go to hell. They don't like to be told that the only way they're going to be saved is through it's through the Lord Jesus Christ. They, they don't want to be told that, these things. It is discouraging when friends go with the enemy. And that's exactly what happened here. Listen to this. If you read, if you saw the whole, if you, if you read this whole thing, as I read it this morning, he, it, he, it says, the Bible says, Judah said, now Judah is supposed to be with these Jews. Judah said, the strength of the hearers, a <coughs> burden is decayed. <coughs> there is much rubbish so that we're not able to build a wall. Judah said, you're not able to build that wall. When Nehemiah said, yes, God sent us, God sent us to build this wall. And Judah, one of the friends of the Jews, said no, said uh that you're not able to. I tell you, it is it is it is bad enough to deal with those who from without, but almost no way to deal with those from within. When you have people from within who don't feel like that you should be doing some of the things you're doing, of course you're never going to see any persecution because people aren't doing what. They're persecuted for. It was with uh, it, it, it was with a discouraging heart. The Jews said, "We are not able to build a wall." I mean, that discourages people. But they persevered. They built that wall. I don't know how many of them they were. They, I believe, there's only about five or six of them. But they built that wall. They built that wall, and and. Uh, and 
they, they had everything they needed. And, and they built that wall. And, and even uh, Judah, which was, which was part of the Jews too, they said, you can't build that wall. But they did build it. It was Joshua who told the people, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed, for the Lord thy God is with thee. Joshua 1, 9. Whatever you go to do for the Lord, God's always with you. If, you, if, you, if you're doing it for the Lord, if you're doing it for the right reason, God is always with you. You know, I, I, don't, I don't care what it is. If you, whatever you do, God is with you. And he's going to take care of you. He's going to see that, that, that you're taken care of. The steadfast character of the workers was strong. It was strong. They were strong. They, they, they was not about to stop doing what they were doing. They had a mind to work. The Bible says they had a mind to work. You know, you can't do a thing unless you've got a mind to do it. You know, you can't do a thing. You, how, how can a person preach for going on 56 years like I have unless you've got a mind to do it? You can't do it unless you've got a mind to do it. you got a mind to do it. You can't do it like I am when I'm, as most of you know, I had the COVID and, and it left me with some bad lungs. But uh, but I, I, this is what I feel like the Lord wants me to do. Come here and preach. Come here and preach. They had a mind to work. The love of God constrained them. They also had a mind to pray. The Bible states, nevertheless, we made our prayers unto God. They still took time to pray. They, they took time while they were working on that wall to pray. Pray that God would help them to finish that wall. Pray that God would take these people away from them. And, and of course, history tells us God did that very thing. It, don't, it doesn't tell us that in the book of Nehemiah. But history tells us that God did, God did take all of those uh, Tobiah and, 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 and those uh, uh, Amorites and, and all those Arabians, God took them all away. And they finished the wall and, and with, with and all the peace they could because God took care of them. They also had a mind to pray. The Bible says, nevertheless, they made their prayers unto God. They set up a watchman. That's always a good idea. God set up a watchman one time in the book of Ezekiel. The Bible says we set a watchman against them day and night. They, they set up a watchman to watch and see what they were doing and, and to warn them, to warn them if, if, if something ever happened that, uh, that caused them to uh, have to uh, cause them harm. They set up a watchman. The Bible says in the book of Ezekiel, God put a watchman up on a wall and said uh, he warns people when somebody, when something coming, he warns them. The Bible says if, if he didn't, if they didn't listen to the warning, then they, they, were, they were killed. But if they listened to the warning, they lived on. And, and in essence, what, they, what they're referring to, they lived on. So, you know, 
Maybe, maybe, maybe today is a warning, as I said earlier, that this day is coming to us too. I may not be living to see it, but this day is coming to us too, that we're going to have to either serve the Lord or quit, one or two. Serve the Lord or quit. You know, some people said, well, it just, I just quit. You can't just quit if God's, if God's with you. You can't just quit if God has set you up there to do something. You, you say, well, I'll just quit. You can't do that. You can't do it. And, and there's people right in here will testify to that very thing that you can't do it. You can't quit just when you want to because God sees to it that you're going to do what you got to do and you're going to finish it. He sees to that. And um, watching and praying often go together. They go together. Watching and praying. They go together. That's what he said. He tells us to watch for the Lord to come back and to pray that it will be soon. Pray that it will be soon. I pray it will be soon. I pray I pray for the day when the Lord, I hope and pray I'm still living when the Lord comes back. But I want to tell you, folks, the Bible teaches that the Lord's going to come back. It says, cast your eyes up on this eastern sky back here, right here behind us. Cast your eye up on that eastern sky because one day, He's going to fill it up, and he's going to come back, and he's going to rapture his saints, and everybody that is left here are going to die and go to hell. Everybody that's left here after the rapture comes, they're going to die and go to hell. No chance of them ever being saved because that's going to be the end of it. When the Lord appears in the clouds up on the eastern sky, when the Lord appears in the clouds, there's not going to be any, any more salvation. It's going to be over. It's going to be finished. In that day, it's going to be finished. The only other salvation it's going to be is during the tribulation period, that 144,000 is going to be saved during the tribulation period. But those are those Jews that he promised them that he would bring them back and that they would be saved during the tribulation period. He promised them that. They don't have anything to do with the Gentiles. I'll tell you, you're, we're all Gentiles. I don't guess there's any Jews in here. We're all Gentiles. And let me tell you, if the Lord comes back tonight, today, and you're left here, you're going to die and go to hell. Oh, I, I pray that all of you, I tell you, I, I pray Rhonda had a brother just passed away. And y'all remember her in prayer. And I prayed every day, almost every hour, since he passed away, that he went to heaven. I have. I prayed every hour. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. I, I, I knew I knew Ron and I have known each other for almost his whole life. 60, around 61, 62 years. And he was 69 years old. He was just a little thing when I started dating Rhonda. And I prayed, I prayed, and I prayed that God, that he'd been saved. And I know that uh, Rhonda's nep other nephew went and preached to him and witnessed to him. I prayed that the Lord saved him. And I prayed that he, he went to heaven. And, uh, and I pray the same thing for each one of you. I pray that everyone in this building dies and goes to heaven. 
and I pray that that happens. All right, let's let's be closed out today. We're going to have our business meeting, and I do want you to, uh, if you want to stay for the business meeting, you can. If you don't, then you can, uh, we'll give you time to, to get up and go. But we're going to have our business meeting.